0: Constellation. Constellation. Constellation Constellation Constellation
1: Come on Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community.
0: If you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the show. show. What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. How's everybody doing today? I'm um, my intro. <laughs>
1: Hey, I think singing makes everything better. So I'm happy for you to sing the intro. Maybe one day we'll actually have a song intro. I told you that 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 this girl came out with a song recently called Inner Bloom and it's really pretty. Mm. Um, except for the fact it has like a gunshot in the in the beginning of it. <laughs> but it's really pretty. That's a lot. The chorus goes falling into
0: inner bloom.
1: It's cool. So that's cool. Um, am I jumping around a lot?
0: Uh, it's a little like – it's a little choppy. freezy, unfreezy. Yeah, choppy. Choppy is a good word. Well,
1: uh, okay. But I hope that's better. I'm closing things down. Um, how are you – oh, so everybody, just FYI, um, normally we do one episode with me and Ambrosia, one episode with a guest. This week we're switching it up a little bit. Uh, you're going to get two episodes with us, and next week you'll probably get two episodes with guests because – We just got to be changing the schedule around. um, That's right. This is, this is, it's crazy because like we were booking uh, our travel today to both Austin, Texas and to um, Georgia for our retreat, our upcoming retreat, which by the way, we have only eight spots left now. So that is
0: so exciting. It's so exciting, yeah.
1: And I think we have two more that are about to be taken as well. So the, if if you want to come to this retreat, which is our "You're Not Crazy, You're Intuitive" retreat version in um, the Blue Ridge Mountains in Georgia, June 9th through twelfth, um, make sure ever
0: hold your peace.
1: Yeah, make sure you apply because this is the only retreat we're doing this year due to my pregnancy. And. Yay. And I also want to say thank you to everyone. I have got so many sweet messages from people after we recorded our podcast yesterday, um, uh, just sending really nice messages about the pregnancy. So thank you, everyone. It's really nice to have a community to share these things with. Um, and um, yeah. So anyway, getting back to it. So we were booking our travel and I was realizing, I was like, oh my God, we have like your travel. You're going to Boston next week. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like – I'm
0: going to Amsterdam. You're going – like, there's so – Then you're going to Virginia Beach for our live event. And then I'm going to Philly. Like, we just – it's just a lot. And it's so exciting.
1: I am so excited for the next few months. It's going to be very busy. But that being said, everyone be patient with us if we have to, like, jumble around the schedule a little bit. We don't like to jumble around the schedule. But we just got to, you know, roll with the tide. So – yeah. That being said, today we are going to talk about this concept of power and this idea, this very old idea that power corrupts, right? And I think this is really relevant not only to um, what's going on in the world right now as we're seeing these power dynamics play out with Russia, Ukraine, the US, China, I mean the whole world really, but also... um, Also, this, I think it's very relevant to the spiritual community because I don't know about you, Ambrosia, but like I really struggled with this when I first got on the spiritual path or my own spiritual journey, whatever you want to call it. I really struggled with that concept of power because I felt like it kind of relates to money. Like it was kind Mm -hmm. of like you know, oh, money is the root of all evil, it kind of felt the same to me, like power corrupts. So like it's this idea of like, oh, you don't want to get too much power because it'll just corrupt you. You don't want to get too much money because it'll just turn you evil, right? Mm. And in actuality, like what does that do? It just – it placates everyone into not being powerful, not being wealthy, not being able to use that power or wealth for good, right? Right. Like how interesting is that? So anyway – I wanted to talk about this topic today, um, and I was telling Ambrosia the, the reason I was thinking of it is because I recently – I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but if I did, it doesn't matter. I heard this interview on another podcast with this guy named Brian Kloss, I think is his name, and he just published a book on power and this idea of does power really corrupt or is it – or is that true? Um and one of the founding um, experiments that supported that idea of power corrupting is the Stanford Prison Experiment. You know about that? like? Um, mm, no, that? explain it to me. Okay, so um, there was an experiment done, God, it was probably like in the 80s or something, where they put out flyers and they said, um, you know, come be a part, who wants to be a part of a prison experiment? Like, come be a part of this prison. Sounds (laughs) horrible. So when they got there, when the people got there, they were split up into two groups. One group was made to be the, um, the jailers, the wardens, right? Yeah. And the other group was meant to be the prisoners. Okay. And so basically, I don't know how long the experiment took place. It was at least a few days. It might have been even a week. But basically the idea was to see how do people who are, they're the same people, how do they react when they're assigned these roles, when they're assigned power versus no power, right? Like what happens to them? Because it's just an, it's just an experiment. And what they found was that the people who were assigned the roles of the, the jailers and the wardens and the authority figures, they started to turn very violent. They started to get really they started to really become those roles. They really, and they started to take it really far to the point where they were demeaning the prisoners and they were, and, and, you know, it's all just a game. Like it's all just a, a, an experiment, but they just, they, they really moved into that and it magnified even more. And, So that was a big part of this idea that, oh, power corrupts. When you put someone in a powerful position, it corrupts. And that study and that experiment has been cited so many times in psychology over the years and, you know, it's been a big founding principle of this idea. So this guy, Brian Kloss, wrote this book recently and did a ton of research. Does power corrupt or is it that the systems that we create, that allow people to be in power mm-hmm. are attracting people who are corrupt based on the messages that we put out about those systems. Yeah. So, for example, when there's a police, and they did experiments on this too, when they're looking – I think we have talked about this on the podcast. It's yeah, we not on the podcast. We've talked about this privately. Go ahead. Okay. So, like, when they're looking for um, police in America – the marketing is all very like, come join like the brothers, like you know, come. Bro-y. It's, it's bro-y. It, it, yeah, it's broey. It's badass. It's kind of like aligned with like you know enforcing you show people. And, yeah. yeah, it's not the messaging of come be a community servant. It's not that. It's like it's not like hey come help the neighborhood. It's come like lay down the law, right? And so what does that attract? It attracts people that want to lay down the law. It attracts people that want to have that power over someone, for the majority, right? And that's what this guy's book really looked into. And so they actually redid recently the Stanford Prison Experiment, Prisoner Experiment, Prison Experiment, the same experiment. They did it again, but they did it differently this time. So they put out two different set of flyers for the same experiment. One set of flyers, what it said, come be a part of a prison experiment, right? The other uh, flyer said, come be a part of a psychological study. And what they found was that the people who showed up for the prison experiment acted very similar to what happened before. They were they were the types of people that were like wanting to be, they wanted to enforce, they wanted mm-hmm. to. And the people who showed up for the psychological study were very different types of people. More like... Um, they were very interested in psychology. They were very interested in studying. They were very interested. They were, they were not the same. Eyes. Yes. Thank you. They were very – and they were not the same types of people. And so his whole point is like when we're talking about does power corrupt – it's really, like, do the systems that put you in power, do they attract corrupt people? And what can we do about our messaging, whether it be police enforcement, politics? Um, what What's another system of power?
0: Well, I mean, like, a doctors is mm-hmm. another system of power. The medical system. Sales right. is a system of power. Like, we could look at so many things that are systems of power, marketing, advertising, like we could like look CEOs, at so many CEOs. Well, I'm talking more like I'm, t- I'm thinking about like the systems at play. Right. And I'm thinking about like how it's very it's more common to see white people in different types of marketing campaigns and advertising than it is to see people of color. And right. that is another way of like attracting or manipulating you know, people into what you want them to do. But I also think there needs to be personal accountability, you know, for um, police, definitely police and the systems that are in power. There needs to be accountability for the system. And there also needs to be accountability for the person, too.
1: Right. And, like, we're starting to see a little more of that. But I think it's more you're talking... When we're talking about accountability, it's talking about – it's kind of the equivalent of, like, okay, putting a Band-Aid over the the wound versus, like, cutting the wound out from the core, which is – or cutting the disease out or whatever from the core, which is, like, the core of it is that – because, for example, with the police force, it's like, okay, yeah, we could impose things on the current police force and say, like, hey – we really need you guys to take accountability for the stuff you're doing. And it's like, all right. And they make some concessions and they do some of that. But but the messaging is still happening. They're still attracting the same types of people. So that's not stopping the problem, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a – I think it's – well, I, I think accountability is huge. But I also think it's time to really – especially as we're moving into this time period where, you know, we've been told by the ARC-9 and by, you know, just – All the years we've prepared for what's happening now, I feel like we've been told so many times the systems have to change, right? The systems are going to change. And I think that this is a really important time to start thinking about that and also, like, and considering that, but also for us as individuals, um, individual people to consider do I believe that power corrupts? Do I believe that if I get some sort of power, I'm gonna lose control? And become a monster or become mm-hmm. the way that – because because I think I do. I think part of me thinks that. I think mm-hmm. that that's a belief I hold within me because I've heard that since I was so little. You know, oh, power corrupts, power corrupts, watch out. And so I really think it's interesting to think about, like, who's been telling us that and – um what does that do to people who actually have really good intentions with power, to people who could actually be really good leaders, right? Because look at who our leaders are right now. Look at, like, Putin. Look at, like, these Kim Jong-il. I don't know. Um, Uh, But, like, North Korea, Russia. Like, these people are vicious and heartless. and, And I feel like... I don't want people who have really amazing hearts and really good ideas and really um, beautiful intentions for people in the world to receive this messaging of, ooh, power corrupts and they shy away from ever assuming a powerful role because they could do so much with to the for the world. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. I also think that that's why, like I'm saying, like personal development and self-development is so mm. important because – you know, I, I don't think that Putin has a lot of empathy for people, and I don't yeah. think that um, that a lot of politicians have a lot of empathy for people. I do have a belief that politicians are greedy and evil, which I'm sure they're not all, because then I look at AOC, right, and I think, like, is she the same way? And I'm like, no, not her right? Like there's an exception. But, but then I'm like, well, what it, what is this? in like, can it be this dichotomy of like, both things are happening at the same time? And part of me is like, no, all of them are evil. And the other part of me is like, yeah, I could be like, it could be an individual um, situation. So, you know, it's, it's interesting, but then you go into your beliefs, And then you could argue like your beliefs create your reality. And so if I believe that if I really change my belief about power and I really change my belief about influence, then maybe more of what I want will happen. Right? Like maybe more of like maybe I'll be famous or something like that or whatever the case may be. I think I I think you're right in the aspect of I do think that for me personally, if I win the lottery or if I'm famous. It will be bad for me. Something <laughs> negative will happen. Have you ever seen that show, um, The Curse of the Lottery? I,
1: I've seen a, do- a documentary or something on it. Yeah, lottery. it was yeah, a documentary. Yeah, yeah so how basically, everybody's like, lives are ruined after they win the lottery. Yeah.
0: But like basically what it boils down to is they don't manage their money well and they spend all their money on useless shit and like and it, that's it, it. It
1: proves the same point though because it's like, okay, yeah. what types of people are attracted to – powerful systems as we know them well these powerful mm-hmm. systems are corrupt right so corrupt people are attracted so what types of people are attracted to the lottery I know you're attracted to the lottery I'm not trying to say anything about you but I'm saying on the whole what types of people are actively playing the lottery quite a bit to the point where they're winning people who are just like they're gambling basically like yeah. I gotta make that money yeah. I got so they're yes they're not good yeah, with money a lot like, of gambling
0: I don't play the lottery a whole lot um
1: yeah you play intentionally
0: I been intentionally, but, but I guess my thing
1: is. I'm not down on the lottery, by the way.
0: No, I guess my thing is like the other thing with the lottery is that it's, it's this belief that if I win the lottery, my life will be set. Right. Yeah. But then you don't have any idea what happens when you win $500 million. Right. Because you've never been taught how to manage money correctly. And then when you win that amount of money after taxes and everything like that, it's really not that it's more money than I have, but it's not that much more money than you're assuming. So now you're still in debt for a home that maybe you can afford, maybe you can't. You have, everybody has a car now and like, not just cheap cars, but we're talking like $300,000 cars, right? So Is it the curse of the lottery or is it the fact that you can't manage money? Like it's the fact that you can't manage money, right? So this one lady though, I'll tell you guys, I'm going to rant for a second. She, I don't know if she's like messing with the system or if she is like an insanely good manifestor. She has won the lottery three times and not just like a couple hundred thousand. She has won millions three times in a row. Now she says, it sounds like she's, it sounds like she's fucking with the lottery, but I digress so it, she says that what she does is she gets the idea of what how much money she wants to have.
1: She's she writes it
0: down and then she sleeps with it under her pillow. But okay, so that is manifesting. However, I don't know that. Like I believe in manifesting, but I feel like three but, times like but, the. But once the,
1: you win once, once you yeah. win once, you it's po- you're like oh this is possible. I could win. Yeah. Yeah, so and then again. you win a yeah. second time, you're like, "Oh my god." Like, I got and, this shit. Yeah, that's another thing I was going to say about the the lottery and why people I think lose it so quick and or like their life goes to shit is because and I it makes me think of Abraham Hicks because I think they've talked about this before. It's like
0: yeah. if you're they've able said you to don't want to win the lottery.
1: But or if it's like if you're able to sustain that vibration, like, "Okay, you you got there in your mind to win." right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, Mm -hmm. can you sustain that vibration? Or the second, do you win? Do you get scared? Everyone's going to come to you for money. Do you get resentful? Do you get like overwhelmed? Do you get, you know what I mean? Like, can you sustain this high flying vibration once you actually have the money? Or do you just kind of like start nosediving because now you have all this stuff to manage and people coming at you and blah, 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 blah. So it's like, I think that's a big part of it too. Because yeah. you got to be able to kind of sustain this 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 elevated space that you've created for yourself, and
0: um, and I think that goes back into the corruption part. You know what I mean? Like if you're, I could imagine the politicians. Here's what I think. I hope the politicians, like AOC, go into politics with good intentions. I hope, okay. And then what happens is they say, okay, well, if you want this bill to pass, then you have to pass this bill. Or if you want this thing, this, then you've got to play the game and get money from this person, even though yeah, you might not agree system. with their. Yeah, it's a system, right? Yeah. So so Which that's once
1: you're in once you've once you've done one thing, it's a slippery yeah, slope. It's,
0: it's a slippery
1: slope. And you can like, justify, mm. and you can justify. Like justify I imagine okay. AOC has done some things that we'd be like, what the hell? But yeah it's to her, in her mind, it's probably justified in some way because it's like, well, I needed to do this really good thing. So I had to kind of do this not so good thing. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, I just cut you off.
0: No, no. I mean, I agree. But like that goes back into the systems, but it also goes back into the belief aspects of it, right? Like create your own reality. So you are now a politician. You're in your mind. You're like, I'm doing a good. I'm going to help everybody. I'm going to do a good thing but i have to do this not so great thing but i'm still doing mostly good so it's okay like your belief is that you're doing good even though maybe you're not doing some good things so so i feel like yes is it it's both of these it's systems that go into power and then it's also you know your belief about it and your belief about how to get what you want essentially how to manifest what you want and you have to act when you want to manifest what you want like i'm not going to win the lottery if i never play the lottery i'm aware of that <laughs> so you've got to you got to do what you what you want
1: yeah and i also just had this like vision of like speaking of aoc cuz i saw her at the state of the union the other a couple weeks ago when i was watching the state of the union which was honestly terrible and I, I don't even, don't even get me started. I just, I'm like, oh my God, our president sucks. He's, he can't even read a freaking teleprompter. Like, ugh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I am so uh, happy he's here versus Trump. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm thankful for that. But I'm just like, you suck. Like you cannot motivate us at all. And you're not going to win again if you run again. So somebody else better come in here. God, because. somebody
0: better, better come along. Honestly,
1: And, and anyway, AOC was there. And she was speaking. Oh, I hope
0: she runs. Me
1: too. Well, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about what uh, RBG said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then I was thinking, well, I was like, I was like, but she's going to have to make some serious moves if that's going to happen. In like, 2024. honestly,
0: I don't know how we got so out of hand. How did everything get so far away? I'm going to get on the political train and I'm sorry, you guys, if you're listening to this and you're like, I want high vibration. God bless you. Just hold on tight for a few seconds. How did we get so far ahead that we're like, yes, we're excited. um, Like we're talking about equal rights. And then, then we like, you know, actually this state's going to take away a women's autonomy and actually this state, you can't say the word gay. Like what the fuck are we doing? What is happening? How are we going backwards? I totally.
1: No, I agree. I, it's it is so shocking. Like
0: Happy National International Women's Day by the way.
1: <laughs> yes, Happy International Women's Day. No, no, it really is. I mean, what it says to me is a state that is ruled by fear and pe- and people who are trying to keep control in any measure possible and they're like Yeah. And, and it, there's always going to be degrees of that, right? But it's a little shocking mm. in 2022 to like, it, it's, it's crazy. Like I, yeah, I can't believe that's happening, but um, I thought you were going to say, no, I, I don't know what you were going to say. I thought you were going to say like, how did things get so out of hand, like with this system? And I was like, well, and I'm just thinking of like George Washington and like Abraham Lincoln and like. Jefferson and just like this tiny boys' club that started everything when there yeah. was no
0: real government. You know, I mean, they absolutely did. They started a boys' club. They started yeah. a fraternity. No yeah. offense. They started yeah. a fraternity and then said no girls allowed. Yeah. And then said no people of color allowed. Yeah. It's only us. We're exclusive. of people that look like us and sound like us. Yeah. And. We have just allowed the boys club to continue for hundreds of years. And it's kind of like what don't we I think some people want it to change, but obviously the members of the boys club don't want that to change. And that makes sense. I get that.
1: Um, well, that's why maybe right now, maybe the only thing that will actually make a significant change is like all the stuff happening in the world right now, because Like, I don't know. I'm really on the edge of my – like, I – it's terrible what's happening. It's so sad. And at the same time, like, I don't know about you, but I feel equal amounts of, like, wow, this is terrible. This sucks. This is really bad. And equal – and another equal amount of, like, okay, so what's coming? Like, what is this doing? Like, what is – what is coming out of this, you know? Mm. Like, I – I genuinely am so inspired by the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian president, I am genuinely like, why can't we have one of you? Like, why can't we have our own version of you as our president? You're a real president, like that's a real leader. And like, I, I'm i inspired, like I'm inspired By that, like I feel like if we had real inspiration, and I think AOC has the qualities of that. I think AOC. I agree too. Even though so many people hate her, but that's like fifty. So many people hate anyone who's on the left, and so many people hate anyone that's on the right. And why the hell do we have to have a left and the right? I don't even understand, but it's fine.
0: (sighs) Why do we break it up like that? Why can't we just have? different views on different subjects, but I digress. I I think it
1: goes into our history and like the North. And it does.
0: I think there are a lot of systems here that are outdated. And that's the point of this conversation is there are a lot of systems that are outdated. And also going back to your original point is don't allow the systems that are corrupt or the disbelief in yourself, in these being in the system to not propel you to do What it is that you want to do, whether it's like being in government or whatever the case may be, I think I've been toying with this idea. Listeners, let me know. Are you going to run for office? I think I might. (laughs) Not like, not like, not like big office. Okay, not like big office. Yeah. But like town, like local, very very local. Yeah, city council. Yeah. Like very very local. That's amazing. Because my city council, some of the people on there kind of piss me off, honestly.
1: Yeah, why not? I don't like
0: their views. And you're popular in
1: town. You could get some votes.
0: I appreciate that. I get like five votes from five of my friends. I appreciate that. You know who you are, guys. Help me out. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I think that's an amazing idea. I think more – I really think more of more conscious people and more people, like you said, who've been doing this personal development work and more people who are grounded in themselves and have a humanitarian type of heart – should be running because right now, because like I said in the beginning, those people, myself included, have so much passion about what's going on, but feel very turned off from the system because, again, it's that idea, power corrupts. And it's like, well, I'm not corrupt, so I'm not going to be a part of that system. And it's like, cool. So everybody who could do something is walking away because they don't want to be a part of the system. So yeah. it's like, it's time to infiltrate the system. You know. Yeah, and
0: it's also this belief for me that people that look like me or have the beliefs of me or whatever, right, don't often get into those types of roles. And then yeah. I'm like, well, maybe then it's time to change those roles. You know, yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to do it tomorrow, but okay. just an idea that I've I've been toying with this idea for two years now. So
1: I, this is first I've heard of it.
0: Really? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I looked into like what it takes to run for city council. What what city council does like all of that. So I've actually like looked into it. Yeah. I'm um, See, yeah. here's the
1: thing about ambrosia, which like constantly surprises me and blows me away is like ambrosia. And I, and I'm envious of a little bit is ambrosia. It, she has, she really dreams. Like she really, has, <laughs> no, no. And I don't mean that as like you're in a fantasy or anything. I just mean like sometimes I find it hard to dream. Like, I don't mean dream in my sleep. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. I think, I ask myself, Alexa, what's your big dream? What's your big vision? And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. And just more of like what I'm doing. I don't know. Like have a lot of money, um, be successful, have a big pot. Like, Like I don't, it's nothing beyond what I'm working on now. And that makes me sad sometimes because it's like, why won't you allow yourself to dream a bigger dream? And I think it goes back to what we're talking about. It's scary Mm -hmm. to me. It's scary Mm -hmm. to think about having more power, in quotes, um, or have more fame, in quotes. Like, there's a part of me that doesn't feel safe. So the thing I admire about you is, like, not only do you let yourself dream and you, you you get excited about these visions you have of, like, I could do that or, you know, I should do that, is, like, you actually like, take steps to do it. Like, you actually do the research or you actually look at it. Even if that's just the first step, like, you still do that. You don't just say, yeah, I'm going to do that one day and have no idea what it really requires.
0: It requires a lot of money, too, for the campaign, but... You could yeah, raise it. I, I Who doesn't that? want a
1: psychic running their town?
0: <laughs> She'll know. I think that's honestly the biggest thing that holds me back is, like, oh, the smear campaign would be bad. Like the smear She's campaign. A witch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like She's a witch. I I don't know emotionally and then, if I can. And then wait. We'll,
1: no, no. And then the the you know and then you'll make a response like ad video. Yeah. And it'll be like you wearing a witch hat and and saying like witch gang and <laughs> making like a fun song to it and you'll be like and you'll have a broom and you'll yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, I'm a witch and I'm sweeping up all the crap in the city and I'm like <laughs>
0: Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny.
1: And people love it.
0: Uh, oh, that's so funny. I and you'll love go it.
1: by I, You'll be on every talk, you'll be on at John Sto- I don't no. think I'll be on any talk shows. I don't think no, no. I will be. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Bill Maher would probably die to have you on even if it's cuz he thinks he's going to make fun, but you actually yeah. like, impress him. Um, yeah. or like that's um funny. what's what's it called? Trevor Noah all those they'll they'll at least play your ad. They'll play it and they'll Maybe. be like, "Check this out."
0: Maybe Catherine's calling me right now. She probably hears this and is like, "The fuck are you doing?" No, do you I'm think kidding. she would be She's on your campaign? Wondering. She might be. Or we your... could do like a whole. She could be like a part of my campaign. Yeah, yeah. I have all my witchy friends on there. It'd be yeah. great. What would I be? What would you be? I don't. Know. You could be something. Wait, on the but I'm not. I don't. City live council where doesn't you. really have. Yeah,
1: I don't live where you live, so yeah.
0: But that's fine. You could still be in my campaign. I mean, I can still support you. Yeah, it's, it's not totally like you're fine. running for president. We could make signs. Yeah, it that's would really scare
1: me if you ran for do. president.
0: I'm not going to run for president. <laughs> okay. I would never. I would never want to be in Congress or, like, I. I don't. I would never want to do anything like that. How this happened was, um, so each city in 2020 wanted to paint Black Lives Matter, right? Right. And in Hampton Road, we have seven cities, blah, blah, blah. And in Virginia Beach, there was this whole controversy about it. And the city council decided they were voted, like, um, I think two of them voted in favor of it. And then the five of them voted against it. Mm Mm-hmm. And the reason they sent out a letter, I remember reading the letter, and the reason was, like, they don't want to, like, junk up the city. And I was like, you fucking assholes. I was pissed. So then I started, like, deep diving into who each of them were. It might have been, I had nothing to do that year. Let's keep this in mind. (laughs) So I started deep diving into who each of them were, what they stood for, what they voted for. And I was furious. And there's like five of them. So there's one of them that is like very pro LGBTQ, but then all of her other views are like very conservative, very against women's rights. She's a woman. Right. And I'm like, who the fuck is this chick? (laughs) And she's the youngest person on the council. Which is terrifying. How young is she? She's twenty-seven.
1: Oh, that's very or was
0: twenty-seven at the time. And so just to have someone that's so conservative and so like I was just really nervous because I was like, if she's the youngest one on the council and she's supposed to be the most like liberal, yeah, and her views are so conservative, like, where the fuck do I live? Yeah. And like what bills are being passed, and then the way they write like different bills it's really manipulative and it's very uh i remember i needed like three pages one year to vote for this bill because i didn't understand it so i had to look up what each of these things meant because of the way that they worded it it was very strange but i digress anyway
1: yeah i i got i got really like incensed about this the last time i voted and was like complaining to my husband and he's like well then run for like, office and change the, 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 like, influence the way that voting happens because, uh, or just complain about it. And I'm like, that's, that's very annoying. I just want to complain and I want you to be like, I know this is crazy because, yeah. because you know that people are voting and not understanding what they're voting for. And that they're is not
0: understanding because the way that it's being pitched to them, <laughs> it's a certain way. You know, and then the way that they disperse money in the city, I don't agree with. And so the public school systems, blah, blah, blah. blah. I could continue. Well,
1: on. I'm all for it. You know, uh, you just let me know when you're going to run. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure Thanks, Alexa. if if I can vote from afar or like drive in. You, you can't. You okay. can't
0: vote for city council, but I appreciate you. OK.
1: OK. Well, <laughs> any listeners in Virginia? Yeah. Um, Virginia Beach, specifically Virginia yeah. Beach. <laughs> Virginia Beach specifically. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Um All right, guys. Well, what should do we have other announcements? Come see us on tour. Come see
0: us in Virginia Beach. Yeah, come see us in Virginia Beach. Come come see me live to see if I would be a good candidate for city council in 2 years. Yeah.
1: Um, Ambrose is going to be re-think. channeling the Arc Nine. It's going to be a two hour event. It's going to be really fun because we've never done anything. Like we've done small things, like maybe like 10 people. Um, but we've never done anything like 20 to 30 people and uh, actually allowing people to stand up one by one and kind of Abraham Hicks style it. So, it's going to be great. We're going to have our microphones and our amplifiers and yes! it makes us feel really special when we
0: have those. Oh, this. it makes me feel so damn special.
1: Well, who do you, what do so you care? Exciting. You're not even going to be in your body. So.
0: It doesn't, I like, no, I like the microphone beforehand. Oh, okay. And I like to hold it and I like to point to people. I just it realized,
1: just, I just realized, We're. we're how are we going to, like, I have, I'm going to have my own microphone. I'm not going to hold the microphone in front of your, your mouth the whole time. because That's what
0: you did it. last time.
1: No, that's not what I was in the back. Um, I don't know what we did. I, don't, I think you just like spoke loudly. Sure. I don't think we I'm used it. I'm
0: pretty really sure you did.
1: No, I didn't. I no? promise. <laughs> I was right. watching you from the. No, maybe you're right. I don't know. Anyway, it's fine. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. But either come see us in Virginia Beach, March 26th, um, Philadelphia, April 23rd. Okay. Uh, Austin, June 23rd. Or come to our our retreat uh, June 9th through 12th in Georgia. Um, Georgia, darling. In Georgia. Yep. And also, um, if you are wanting to be a part of our next intuitive course, which we're we're about halfway through with our group right now called You're Not Crazy, You're Intuitive, um, we have a wait list going because we are going to open up the next course in the near future. So if you want to get on the wait list, um, mm-hmm. make sure you go to, um, I'll put the link in the show notes to get on the wait list. Um, you just have to enter your awesome. email and your name and stuff and you'll be put on there.
0: All right, everyone. Ambrose, do you have any announcements? Um, I am accepting coaching clients, two more. And also my readings are almost sold out for the month. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it.
1: All right. Well, everyone, we love you so much. Until next time, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.